Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. As you can see, I have Grunso Explorer on the podcast. I don't think I got that quite right, but I try. They are from Denmark. This is Mona and Thomas. So we got connected a while back and uh, we've become Instagram friends and they're really, really great people. So I was very honored to have them both on and be able to finally pull this together because uh, there's such a great time difference between here and Denmark. I don't remember what the time difference is, but it's pretty significant. So we had to schedule a call on a Saturday, I believe. It was Saturday morning for me and Saturday afternoon for them. So I'm just glad we were finally able to pull it together. Uh, and something that's really cool now, as of now, as of yesterday, is even though they are way over in Denmark and I'm here in the U.S., we share something in common because I just installed my new Spider no-drill roof rack yesterday. And they also have one. They have the only Spider no-drill roof rack in Denmark. So that is really, really cool. And also, Spider No-Drill Roof Rack is my newest sponsor for the SUBNU podcast. You can use code SUBNU to get 10% off of a Spider No-Drill Roof Rack. So I'm very appreciative of Tiger sponsoring this, the podcast, and I'm very appreciative that I was able to get Mona and Thomas on the episode today for you to listen. We had a really great conversation. They're a fun couple. They get out pretty often to hit the trails, um, but you'll hear all about that here in just a little bit and some of the really cool places that they have been to. This episode, as always, is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. They are your battery and battery mount specialists. They have battery mounts that keep your batteries secure. They also sell anti-gravity batteries, so go check out MeleeDesignFirm.com and see which solution best fits your needs. They also have engine bay caps that can spruce up your engine compartment as well as some portable battery packs to charge your battery if it happens to die. So thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the podcast. This episode is also brought to you by SubaruGear.com. Get all of your official Subaru branded merchandise at SubaruGear.com. Those with pets probably love their pets as much as they do their Subaru. Be sure to check out the Pawsum recycled bone-shaped pet mat. Your furry friend will be howling for this mat made from recycled materials. Get your gear today, whether it's this pet mat or any other gear, at SubaruGear.com and use the code SUBINU, all spelled out at checkout, to get free shipping. So whether you are out cruising the streets or hitting the trails in the pursuit of adventure, be sure to get yourself a set of Rika VS wheels because they are committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover extraordinary destinations, which is what we were all seeking. Rika wants to make sure you are ready for anything wherever your adventure takes you. Rika's Flowform process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Rika Lift Kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The Lift Kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height, 
in order to accommodate larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the promo code SUBIU10 to get 10% off of your set of wheels or lift kit. All right, and here we go with this conversation with Mona and Thomas. I hope you enjoy this conversation with this awesome international couple and representatives of Denmark. Here we go. Welcome to the Subi and You podcast, finally. So I guess Thank go- you. you're welcome. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and let us know what part of the world you live in. I'm Mona. I'm, and I'm Thomas. And we're from Denmark. Yeah. We have a Subaru. Yes, you do. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we do. Oh. And uh, we love overlanding. Yeah, it's uh, you can tell by looking at your Instagram posts and your YouTube videos, y'all have quite a passion for it. And that's, I think y'all are very fortunate that you have places that are pretty nearby and that y'all are able to get out like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not a hobby; it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it's a a beautiful lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> we would like to do it a lot more. Yeah, how often do you actually get out? Uh, every second weekend, nearly. Okay. Or, or if we have uh, any vacation days, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, because like when you see posts every day on Instagram, it looks like you're getting out every day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we take a lot of photos. Yeah. Or at least uh, my wife does. Yeah, she takes beautiful photos too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So this is your first Subaru. Yeah. It is our first Subaru. Okay, what year is it? It's a 2019 Subaru Forester. Okay. Uh, a Lineatronic, it's called. Okay. It's like an upgraded model of it. It's still a fourth generation. Uh, so it's upgraded. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what made y'all decide to buy a Subaru and why a Forester? Are there, because I'm guessing there's other models over there too, right? Yeah, there are, there are other models, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it came like we were looking for something that had much more space uh, for the stuff we bring with us when we go overlanding. And uh, we were visiting my uh, my younger son, and we were going to uh, a grocery store. And there we met a guy that was interested in our roof tent. And he actually had a Subaru Forester. Oh. So we still, we got interested in his car and uh, he showed us his car and we showed the roof tent and then it developed. And we were, when we came home from that weekend, we were talking a lot about uh, getting a bigger car. So uh, we were going to uh, explore the internet and uh, looking for the difference between the different cars. 
and uh, we were always returning to going back to to the forester Subu forester. So finally, we got out to look at one in real life at uh, the yeah um, the dealership. Yeah, dealership. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we saw a lot of videos on YouTube, especially with uh, Jordan from France. Yeah, and <laughs> he he's great too. <laughs> and, and we saw what what he can do with the Subaru, and we yeah, and, and, we would like to do the same. And he his car is, is an old one, so mm-hmm. yeah, he he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done some. He's hit some pretty some pretty rough trails, and yeah, yeah. He, he does. So we thought, ah, oh, okay, maybe that car is very good. It can do a lot of things that we want. Yeah. So we go <laughs> what did y'all have before? We had a Suzuki Vitara. Okay. You know what that is? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. It's a Suzuki. Uh, it was it was okay, but uh, not all wheel drive and uh, not so heavy and uh, yeah. Yeah. So y'all were limited as to where you could go, basically. We, we were I, say, I, I yeah. always say it's a, it's a tin box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You, so y'all were overlanding and getting out before the Subaru, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've yeah. done that for many years. Yeah. Nice. We have uh, been in tent and uh, sleeping in behind the car. No, not in the car. In the car. Okay. And, we slept yeah. in the car yeah, and, and in. sometimes in tents or in shelters. Um, yeah, there are shelters in the woods. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, forest. Yeah, in the forest for for some, yeah, maybe four people can sleep in, in like a little shelter. Okay. But yeah, so that's what we did. Some huts too. Yeah. So how long have y'all been overlanding and getting out like this? At least, yeah, we did did it when the kids were young. They could sleep with us in the other car we had. We had a a Kia Carnival. Yeah, like a camper model uh, with much space inside so you can sleep uh, in the back of the car uh, with two kids. Yeah, And they are now the youngest is sixteen years, so fifteen years at least. Wow, wow, that's a long time. Yeah, but we have had some pause, some breaks. Yeah, yeah. So, how has the forester changed your overlanding experiences now? To the better. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now we can go places we we didn't go before. Yeah, all wheel drive. Has it surprised you as far as like you know you you saw what like Jordans could do, and you know that was one of the reasons you wanted it because you wanted the capability to kind of go explore places you hadn't before. But even knowing that it was very capable like that, has it still surprised you in things that it's been able to do since you've been getting out with it? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It took took a while before. Uh, he wanted Thomas. He wanted to do rougher stuff <laughs> with it. <laughs> we, we need to have the courage to do it. Yeah. 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 So, but, what, but we are we are building. 
Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen. Yeah, it looks really good. Is And the rooftop tent that you have now, is it the same one that you had on the car before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, so what's, what is the roughest thing that y'all have done with it so far? Yeah, we did some off-roading uh, where we had to climb uh, a really steep hill uh, with a lot of sand in, in the forest. So I think that was the roughest. Yeah, we, we, we drove around with a bunch of uh, the four, four by fours, uh, land rovers and so on. Okay. And how did, how did it do? It did uh, very well. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. There is a video on YouTube. They, they, they were impressed that we came up the hill. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's always nice when you can get a Subaru to impress the other you know, yeah. bigger four by four vehicles. Yeah, that, when, that was great. When they were shouting, let's get a... a, 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 a let's get a Land Rover and a winch over here so we can get the Subaru up the hill. Didn't and need I, it. Yeah, I said to myself, no way they're going to drag me up there. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So did you get yeah. up the first try or did it take a few tries? Oh, Fifth, fifth try. Fifth try. It oh. was the first time I was doing some off-roading, so I, I had to learn it too. Yeah. Not the car. Yeah. It's, it's, the car is capable, but if the driver's not really sure how to do it, you know, that's where it Because, like, I experienced the same thing when I went to Colorado. There were some spots where I'm like, I know my car can get over this because the three cars in front of me just did it, but I wasn't sure how to do it. And then having a manual that made it different too. So it took me a few tries in some of the spots and then, then you get it and you feel the car and you get to know what it can do and how it can do it. Yeah. It's, It's impressive what it can do. Yeah. So you, you mentioned being out with, um, the Land Rovers and stuff. Is there not, are there not a whole lot of Subaru off-road vehicles there in Denmark? Uh, no, that, that's no. not a lot. They don't use it as of like to off-road. I think they use it more like everyday car. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most of the people that owns a Subaru here is the older generation like us. Older like <laughs> like us and older (laughs) so y'all are y'all are kind of the odd ones out huh using your subaru for what it's intended for yeah that there are not many like us yeah it's good to be unique yeah (laughs) i think there is uh yeah some maybe as we we know one who is driving a little bit off-road with it with yeah. his forester. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have a lot of um, impressors. Impressors. Mm. Yeah. More of the street vehicles. Street vehicles. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they are, are, are going inside for the winter. So yeah. they only show off in the summertime. Yeah. So have y'all kind of inspired some of the other people that have Subarus to start going off road a little bit more? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but we're hoping to. Come join us. We're having fun. Yeah, yeah we exactly. would. You're so, you're so far away. <laughs> yeah. So when, when you have, um, like when you go out with the other off-road vehicles, the uh, other 4x4s, 
are these people that you already knew before you started um, overlanding with your Subaru? Or is it people that you've met since you've had your Subaru or both? Uh, we, we met them uh, when we yeah. had the Subaru. Yeah, when we had the Subaru, yeah. we met them. So they, they are new to us. Okay. Did they accept you? you know, into the group having a Subaru or were they, because uh, I know you said at first they were talking about getting the winch at that hill going up, but especially now I'm sure that they've earned your respect or you've earned their respect. And, but like when you first started meeting up with them, were they kind of like looking at you like you don't belong here? I don't think we didn't belong in their eyes, but here in Denmark, I think they are a little bit reserved um that uh, yeah that uh, kind of that group, that group people. of people because they have their land rovers and their uh, community with that um and there are more land rovers than there is subarus here yeah so you have to find a way in to get into that community uh, or at least to to uh, talk with them and uh, get out with them and uh, when we did our first real off-road uh, in, in the woods with them um, and we got up that hill, they were very impressed. So they came and uh, gave us uh, their hands and uh, a clap on the shoulder and said, you are welcome to go with us another time. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, because I, I, over here it's. You know, you have we have our Subaru groups and then there's people that have Jeeps and Toyotas and stuff. But then you have, you know, it's they're kind of like they stick together and they're not like the, the Jeep community and the Toyota community. Not everybody, but a lot of the people kind of look at Subarus because and this is what I've heard from this isn't my own personal experience because I've I don't get out that much. But what I've heard from guests on the podcast is, you know, they get out onto trails and they're not going with these Toyotas and, and um, Jeeps and stuff, but they're just out on the same trails and they get looked at like, what are you doing here? And then they make it up to the same spot that those cars made it up to. And then they're kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but then you have like Soft Road Nation, they're trying to bring all builds together, whether you have a Jeep or a Toyota or a Subaru yeah, or, or whatever. It seems like, you know, you were kind of able to do that over there in a sense of be the whole goal and the whole purpose is to just enjoy being outdoors and overlanding. And it really shouldn't matter what kind of vehicle you have. It should be the community of not what car you drive, but the community of being outdoors and overlanding. And it sounds like you are able to achieve that over there. And that's really great because... What if they didn't accept you because you don't have a Land Rover or something? That would be really hard for y'all to have community in the overlanding world. Yeah, exactly. Then we will have to enjoy it by ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with anyone. Yeah. But Instagram. <laughs> but y'all do enjoy it by yourselves a lot, too. Yeah, we, yeah, do. we do. We do. So what's it like over there in Denmark as far as getting out to trails and things? Because, like, over here in the U.S., there's a lot of like public land for people to get out and just, you know, there's trails that are open. You can just go out and hit these trails. And I know people like in Colorado and up in Washington, they talk about having just like lots and lots of trails and Utah where you can just 
go out and drive and get out, you know, into the wilderness? And is it like that in Denmark as well? No, we we haven't got any trails here. It's yeah, we have only some small trails, but yeah, we have some small gravel roads. But you can drive about maybe if you're lucky a mile. Mm. Yeah, we wow. only have the west coast in Denmark where it's allowed to drive several miles, um, like off roading. Yeah, yeah, that's on the beach. Yeah, that's on the beach. Yeah. How far is that from you? It's like, how much time does it take to get out there? Four hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not, not too close. No. No. So, so where do you go then? Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. We only have one hour yeah. in, in our car to get over there. Oh, that's not bad. And it's a lot of open land over in Sweden. Uh, there's a lot of gravel roads. Yeah, Sweden. a lot of gravel roads, a lot of forests. Forest. And gravel gravel roads, yeah. Okay, where was this hill that y'all went up? This sandy hill in the forest was that in Sweden? It was actually in uh, in Denmark. Yeah, that oh, was okay. in Denmark. Okay, yeah. it, it is an area where four um, guys who owns uh, Land Rovers and and other cars and ca- that can go off road, um, they have bought and they have made an off road um, trail. Right. Oh, so they bought property and made a trail. Yeah. That's yeah. well, that's they cool. Do. Yeah, yeah that's it, it very is. Cool. It's awesome, and there is uh, some where you can, uh, yeah, pay to go out on some off-road with hills and uh, muds, and so you can go out and drive. Okay. You have to pay for it, and you have to be a bigger group. Oh, you can't just go by yourself. No, no. Okay, yeah, there's. See, like for me and where I live in the U.S. and Texas, we don't, it's a lot of private land. So there's not a lot of places where we can go. There are like national forests and state forests that have like gravel roads, but it's not really anything exciting. I mean, if you go further west in Texas, there are some some hilly areas like there's a Texas Overland Trail. And that's pretty nice. I mean, the scenery is beautiful, but it's not, it's not anything challenging. And so... It's it's hard for me to get out a lot because there's not a lot to get out to except for going west about an hour and a half. There's a place called Bastrop that I'm sure you all heard me mention. And there's some yeah. trails there that that's a lot of fun. Um, so that's not bad. But like there are some off-road parks that you have to pay for to get to. But you don't have to be with a group. You can just be by yourself. But still, it's like, you know, I don't want to have to pay. I want to be able to just go like all these other people I see getting out and going on trails. It's better to be more than one car when, when it's a difficult trail. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. When I went out to Bastrop the last time, there was about, I think maybe 10 or 11 cars. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And it's fun watching the other ones go too. you know, do things. Cause like I'm kind of timid with my car. I'm not like too brave you know, and trying to do anything. But then you see somebody in front of you, like do something really crazy. And it's like, okay, well, I guess maybe I can give that a try too. <laughs> I think you're a lot of like, like us. Yeah. I you're mean, yeah. And it's my everyday car, so I can't just go crazy with it. Yeah, exactly. That's the same here. It's also our everyday car. So you knew that you wanted to get the Subaru so that you can do more overlanding and everything. 
But did you already have an idea and did you already have in mind that you wanted to do to it what you've done so far, like with the decals and the rooftop, the, the roof rack and, you know, some other things that you've done to it? No. Oh, yes. Oh, we didn't know. We didn't know at, at first, but uh, it came quickly. Yeah. Yeah. The thoughts came quickly. When you opened the door for us, when we got in contact with you, uh, suddenly it exploded. <laughs> all the inspiration from all the people over there and around the world with their Subarus, it just exploded. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you because we had been talking on Instagram, and I know you were saying that, like, you didn't have much of a Subaru community over there. So that was when I like shared it in my stories. And I'm like, hey, everybody show these people over in Denmark some Subi love, you know, because it's like, it's kind of like the same for me here. I have a few people around me, but nobody that I get out with all the time. So for me, most of the people that I'm connected with in the Subaru community are elsewhere. You know, they don't, there are a few people that live here, but like most of my contacts and connections are like other parts of the country and so you know i'm kind of in a similar situation where i don't really have a whole lot of people around me to get out with and i just i don't have a whole lot of time to get out anyway but um but yeah it was exciting to see your followers grow and grow and grow and like i would check back every once in a while and i would look at look at your followers and see like oh these are a lot of the same people that are following me and it made me really happy to see that y'all were getting connected with so many other people i i think you you inspired us a lot and you opened the subi universe for us <laughs> yeah because you see all these other people with these awesome builds and you're like yeah. oh i want to do that and i want to do that and i want to do that exactly exactly get so much inspiration from others uh, beneath the uh, yeah the decals we did by ourselves okay and did you already have those on before you started seeing other people yeah yeah the one on our hood we did yeah that uh, one's awesome yeah and on on the side uh, the, the the side windows okay yeah 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 in in the back we uh, we did also before we really got into it yeah so with um with when y'all started getting connected with other people and seeing like all these different mods that you could do what was do you remember like what the first thing was that you saw where like you were going like okay we have to do that the roof rack yeah i think the roof rack yeah yeah, yeah. That's with all the lights on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I mean that's so cool that y'all were able to get it cuz like for people listening, they have a spider no drill roof rack, which yeah. is really cool because y'all have the only one in Denmark and exactly. I I know he's I think he's sent it out to a few other places um, you know, outside of the US, but it's really cool that y'all were able to get one over there. So Yeah, and we are so happy about it. Yeah, that's really good. So what is what has it helped you or what has it allowed you to do having that roof rack? Well, uh, we got our tent uh, closer to the roof on the car. Okay. And uh, of course, we got a lot of space for extra lights. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have our water port. Yeah, we also buy did buy a water 
pops from the USA. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And that's just like portable water that you can have for like a shower or something. Yeah. 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 Or just for cooking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cleaning and so. So we we have that on our but, roof now and not in the car. Yeah. Put it in the car before. But when you take the the OME rails off the car and put the roof rack on the spider no drill roof rack, it gives a whole other look on the car. Oh yeah. Yeah. A greater yeah. finish. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so low too. It's a, that's what's yeah. really nice. Exactly. It's really great. Do y'all ever drink any bottles of beer? Sometimes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it has a little beer bottle opener on it. Y'all ever use that? No. So if you look, I think there's like a little spider. There's there's somewhere there might be like a little bottle opener on the four corners. Uh, perhaps. I haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think I think so. I could be wrong, but I know yeah. that I've seen some of the guys from Soft Road Nation I think they there's a little bottle opener on it that you can use. Yeah. So you may have to check I, it out. <laughs> I use my knife when I open a bottle. <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah. Uh, so when you get out overlanding, like what's the longest time y'all have ever been out? Like, I guess, number of days. Three weeks. Three yeah. weeks. Wow. Yeah. Last year we did three weeks. Yeah, 21 days. Yeah, in Norway. Wow. So... What all do y'all have? And when you're out for that long, are you always in the Subaru? Or are you always in the tent? Or are there some like any spots that you stay in, like hotels or or anything, or any other spots? Or is it always in the car? Always in the car. We yeah. used um, yeah a camp. They have uh, some camp uh, spots where you pay to stay. So you can get your clothes washed and uh, okay. get a real bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we did that two times in those 21 days. But yeah. it was not because we wanted. It was because it was needed. <laughs> yeah, it was convenient because we were close to something we should visit the day after. And... Uh, one of the other times it was because it was late and we couldn't find a, a really good spot. So the camping place was there and we jumped in. Yeah. So being gone that long, how do y'all prepare and what do you bring with you to be gone for that long? We have, uh, yeah. Of we course, have... our tent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then yeah. we have our... Kitchen drawer system. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. System. Yeah. And then we have buy, bought a lot of food, dry food. And uh, yeah, we have food in, in the freezer for around nine, 10 days. Okay. And then we have to go shopping. Yeah. So y'all have like an onboard freezer or refrigerator yeah. in yeah. there? Okay. Yeah. We have power too. I've made a dual battery. Nice. So we have a. Uh, power for the fridge that's awesome yeah yeah i'm sure that's pretty amazing to be able to get out like that and be gone for so long and be very self-sustaining having all your own food and a place to sleep and you know just like a little kitchen because it seems like you have 
everything there that you need. Uh, we do, we do. It was necessary to have uh, to cook, get out for more days because of Corona. So we didn't want to visit a lot of stores every day. Yeah. So that's why we tried to pack up how much we could have for so many days as possible. So we managed to pack for 10 days. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So did you get out there and realize that there was maybe something that y'all forgot? Or did you have everything you needed once you were out? We we have everything we need. Yeah. Usually, you, you usually if we miss something, that's okay. Yeah. Then we find out how to work it out. Yeah, that's good. When we are on the road, we don't need a lot. Yeah. So just the road and uh... just the road. Yeah. <laughs> and I I have begun to make uh, some dry food, a dry vegetables vegetables. Vegetable. Vegetable. Yeah. 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 I dry that. So they don't fill up that much space. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's smart to do that. Yeah, it is. So it's very cool yeah, that you can do that. So so I do that. We we could live like that every day. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the ultimate goal? Yeah. Uh, we would like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but it would be yeah nice to try it. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it is nice that you have the ability to do that. You know that you have a house that you live in, but then you also have something that gets you out into the wilderness, onto trails, and just being out in nature, and that you are able to do it a couple of times a month over the weekends, you know, or with holidays or taking time off from work. So, you know, not not everybody's able to do that. So it's y'all are very fortunate to have that ability. We, we, we think so too. Yeah, I would say that uh, overlanding... This overlanding stuff, we have begun to be like a lifestyle. It has brought us as a couple uh, closer together. Yeah, yeah. You have to be together a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. But we, we work together on, on camp, and we, so we we know who is doing what. Yeah, that's good. When, all... we went, uh, when we went for three weeks, when we started the first day, I thought, Oh, after three weeks, I will be so tired of putting the tent up, taking the tent down every day. But when we finished after three weeks, I could just get out going. I had no problem. Yeah, I imagine that you, you, I'm sure you probably were physically tired, but I'm guessing that like the, the passion for being outdoors and just living that lifestyle for those three weeks is just like... Like you said, I can keep going because I'm yeah. sure that there's just so much fulfillment and so much joy from being out there like that, that maybe some of the little things that might you thought may have bothered you that it's just like, no, I, I love this so much that I could just keep going and work through things. Yeah, A lot of people, they have the same question. If you get a roof tent, what's for and what is against having a roof tent? Uh, is there any issues, uh, yeah, positive and negative stuff? And we always say there are only those problems you make yourself. Mm, yeah. Because they are there, problems can be... They can be solved. Yeah, they can be solved. With your... How long have you had your tent? 
two years. Have y'all had any issues with it? No. No, no, no mechanical issues? No. That's Not good. And does it stay pretty? Are y'all able to keep it dry enough inside to where it doesn't get, you know, funky? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do. So we, uh, in the winter, we camp all year round. Uh, we have a diesel heater for the winter. And uh, we use that so it, it gets dry. Okay. So does yeah. y'all have heat inside the tent? Yeah. Yeah. Is it is the diesel heater inside the tent with you? or no. how It's does outside, that... and then there is a pipe into the tent. It's like a, a pipe, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have the pipe up, up to the tent. Okay. I bet that's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it's cold outside and then... Crawling up to a warm tent, that's that's just nice. Oh, yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah. How, how cold does it get there? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah it, it's very different from winter to winter. Uh, we have tried to sleep in, um, yeah, what would, is I it? I don't know what it's in. Yeah, in, in minus 12 degrees. Celsius. Yeah. Celsius. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cold too. Is, yeah. Do you know what is in Fahrenheit? Let's see. So minus twelve. Let's see. Come on, Google. Yeah. So that's ten degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> so that's <laughs> okay. that's pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have a diesel heater that time. What? So it was very cold. We didn't sleep much that night. Oh. And but we were at a very pretty place. It was so beautiful there. There was ice uh, on the water and the sun was shining. So it was awesome. And we were looking at the weather, how it's going to be the next night. And they promised that it should be not that cold, only half cold. uh, So we said, okay, we have managed the first night, so we will stay for the next night. Yeah. But okay, it got nearly as cold as the night before. <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> so it was okay. It was a nice place and it was beautiful with the sunrise. And uh, oh, so, yeah. so, yeah. And you survived. It was all worth it. And the snow and everything. So do y'all get some pretty heavy snow on the tent overnight sometimes? No, mm-hmm. we haven't tried that yet. No, I mean, like when you're out, it hasn't snowed overnight and gotten. No, no, no. Okay, okay, that's good. It has has only been at the freezing point. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and and below. So y'all haven't gone out when it is snowing, basically. No, it has been yeah light snow. You can just watch it laying there. So yeah, but not much. Yeah, I mean, you have a uh, so with your Instagram page. Did y'all already have an Instagram page before you bought the Subaru or, and then, and then you decided to just start including the Subaru and all your adventures after that? We had an Instagram because I had, um, my work was, uh, I I wasn't a photographer uh, and I had my own business. So my, my, our children, they said, mom, you should get an Instagram that's how you get customers. But I thought it was too much to have Facebook, Instagram, and other medias to uh, 
to use my time on. I would rather use my time on my clients and uh, on my business. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you've been using Instagram pretty heavily now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to use it on the car when we got the car. Yeah. And you, when you opened, like, say, the doors for us and, and our eyes to the world and how the Subaru community was, and it was, yeah, it made it fun to use Instagram. Yeah, well, you take very beautiful photos. And you, of course, you have some, like, very beautiful places to go to, but your photos are always beautiful. And I like how you're always... You say you're like a sun chaser because you've always got the sun, you know, in the photo, which is really cool. Yeah, so you do a good job of that. For me, it's um, it's pretty. Um, yeah, for me, it's. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay, who's got all It's gone. The word is gone. <laughs> <laughs> gone with the wind. No, it's okay. For me, it's very important with the lights. Yeah. I love to use natural lights in everything I do, but it's important how it is and where it is. So I always wake up early in the morning and Thomas, he hates it because <laughs> when we are out, I wake up before the sun comes. So do you wake up just to take the photos or do you just yeah, wake up anyway? I don't, I don't, uh, I just wake up like that. Oh, Okay. But since yeah. you're up, you're like, hey, I'm going to go get some photos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out for peeing. <laughs> and then I grab my phone and take some photos. <laughs> Are all these photos that you're taking with a camera or with your phone? With my phone. Wow, really? Yeah, I, I actually bought a phone that could take really good uh, pictures because I was tired of always uh, carrying around that camera and it was heavy and it takes so much space. Yeah. So I think I was actually tired of it because of my work. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you yeah. do you have something that you go and edit the photos with after you yeah, take them? For, yeah, for, uh, for uh, Photoshop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Lightroom on my phone. I actually use that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so with your, you have a YouTube channel too, right? Yeah. And did you have your YouTube channel before you bought the Subaru or is that something that came afterwards? No, we had that before. Okay. And then now it's, because it was kind of, I guess, was it dedicated to just your overlanding and getting out and being outdoors? It was just. Yeah, it was our personal, personal personal stuff, like what we do and when we are out and, uh, yeah, with the kids and what we were filming just like that. And do you, do you use it just as much now or do you use it more and put out more content since you've had your Subaru? We use it more. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just have to learn to say something on our videos. <laughs> yeah, learn to talk more. Yeah. So how would you say, this is usually a question that I ask at the end, but just because of everything that we've talked about, especially like your Instagram now doing that a lot more with your car and then, you know, not really wanting to do Instagram before and then now using YouTube a lot more and getting out a lot more. How has owning your Forester like changed your life? 
it has become fun more fun yeah. it has it, it's awesome to meet other people around the world um even though it's only on instagram and uh, on like facebook or other medias where you can uh, write together or, or talk with each other um and it's very inspirational um to watch others and, and it's fun to before all that i would say thomas he wouldn't do anything to a car he would only have a plain car <laughs> so he has uh, got more interested in cars yeah uh, especially the yeah. subaru of course <laughs> now, now i want to do everything to the car <laughs> yeah i mean especially when you see so many other people doing it and You know, and it's like a lot of it, the stuff that you do to it, you think about things that are going to make your life easier when getting out over landing. You also think about things that are going to be like more convenient and very useful for what you're mm -hmm. doing. So with all the mods that you have, what is, what would you say has been the most useful mod? Useful, I would say the kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, the storage system. Yeah. And then what, when you got this, the Forester, what was the, besides the decals, what was the first mod you did? Uh, tires. Yeah, new tires. new tires. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then what other mods do you have besides tires? Because you've got the tires, the roof rack, the rooftop tent, the kitchen system. Are there other mods that you have? Uh, we have some... Extra lights. Extra lights, some spots in the tailgate. So when we opened that, we got better lights. Yeah, that's nice. We have the dual battery, and uh, of course, a lot of LED bars. <laughs> yeah, front and back and sides and everywhere. Yeah, y'all can see very well when you're out on the trails at night. Yeah, especially in winter. Do y'all so, have skid plates? No, no not yet. yet. Maybe next month they will be. Yeah, that's uh, the next step. Okay. Are y'all able, are there any skid plate manufacturers over there or do y'all have to order something from the U.S.? Uh, there is over here, but I would rather have from from over there, but it's too expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very expensive every time we buy something from the U.S. Um, because of the taxes uh, when we, we get it to Denmark. Because y'all have, like, so, because I, I, let me see if I can, it, it explain this and get it from what I, my experience with y'all. Um, so you order something from the U S so it's not necessarily the cost of what the item is, but then you, there's a cost of shipping over here, yeah. but it's then once, expensive. yeah. And then once it gets there, you have to pay extra money just to get it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's the crazy part. It's yeah, totally it's, crazy. It's the it's extra tax. Yeah, and does it depend on like the size and the weight of it? No, it's it depends on the cost of uh, the value. Oh yeah, of uh, the the item. Okay, so the higher the cost, the higher the tax, huh? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Twenty or twenty five percent. What? Yes. Yeah. That wow, that's crazy. Uh, it is. Yeah. So, so that's why we don't buy 
(laughs) (laughs) So we have to think about uh, how the money is uh, on the account. Yeah. So obviously you want to get the skid plates, but what is a mod that you like would really, really want to have if money didn't matter? Uh, New wheels. Oh, more horsepower. No, new wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some other mods that you are able to get easily that you are still wanting to get? And are you wanting to do more besides like skid plates and wheels? Mm. Yeah, we would like to, to have a lift kit. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, nice. It's a bit difficult in Denmark too. Yeah. That's also difficult. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not allowed to do everything by your car. They have a lot of rules here. It has to be um, approved. Approved. The TUE, wow. they call it approved. Yeah. And if it isn't that, you, you cannot uh, put it on. Uh, if you get stopped by the police, you get a, a, a real high um, fine. That's crazy, too. Like, yeah. we're just trying to enjoy our car and, you know, make it easier for us to go overlanding. And it's not, you're making it difficult. I, it's allowed to lift it a little over half an inch. That's okay. Wow. But if you lift it more, then it's. Yeah, then you, yeah, then you have to get it to um, um, yeah, a company where they put their uh, sign on a paper and say, that's okay. Your car is okay to go with that. So uh, why do they have a restriction on how high you can lift it? Is it emissions or is it like clearances going under things? Oh, it's it's because of the way the the vehicle will drive when you change something. Yeah, you are not allowed to train change uh, a lot by the structures, the car structure. The constructions on the car cannot be changed too much. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, you should see some of the crazy stuff over here. <laughs> there's, yeah, we have, see them. Yeah, we see like, them. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's trucks over here, like Chevy trucks and Ford trucks that have like the bottom of the truck is like up to your chest. Yeah. I mean, crazy stuff that driving on the road. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty wacky over here. Yeah. If they do this here, they will get stopped by the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you've mentioned earlier that uh, you've gone to Norway. Is that another place that y'all have been to often? Yeah. Yeah. We've been there three times now. Three times. Yeah. We have a six, six hours drive to get up there. 370 miles. Wow. To the border. It's worth it though, huh? Yeah. yeah. It is definitely. Definitely. Because y'all were just there not too long ago, right? You saw the... Because yeah. y'all had... you posted the little video of the waterfalls yeah that was uh last week yeah yeah there is a lot of waterfalls in norway uh yeah everywhere nearly everywhere small and big and uh, medium or waterfalls so everywhere where you drive you can find them now did they have restrictions in norway and sweden the way that they do in denmark as far as like lifting your car and and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's it's a little different. Yeah, it's in a Sweden little... you can do a little more. Okay. Yeah. But, but they have rules too. And are they do they have the same type of taxing system where you 
if you're bringing something in, you have to pay a high tax on it? Uh, I'm oh, not but quite we, sure. Yeah, we, we doesn't really really know that. Okay. We don't really know how, how the system is. Yeah. Are there any other places uh, that y'all would want to live besides Denmark, or do y'all see yourself staying in Denmark? If we could, we would live in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is always beautiful up there. Now, is it easy for y'all to just move to Norway? I mean, obviously, you'd have to move all your stuff, but as far as like... Um, it's possible. It's possible? Yeah, mm. it's possible. Okay. I'm just curious, you know. Yeah, but, but it's a big step to move to Norway. Yeah. So where... I, th- I think we will stay here. Yeah, we will stay in Denmark and just drive. Yeah, well, that's it's good. It's more fun to get up there. Yeah, it's good that it's close enough to, you know, I mean, six hours isn't, it's not like you're just driving down the street, but if if you are, if you know you're getting out for several days, then, and you have everything with you that you need, and you can just easily go over there, then that makes it very, yeah. can does make it convenient and it makes it worth it, especially for mm-hmm. the, the views that y'all, y'all have posted on Instagram. That'd be a beautiful yeah. place to visit. Yeah, it is. You should do that someday. All all people should visit uh, Norway. Norway is just, yeah, amazing. It's like fantasy somewhere, yeah. some of the places. You cannot imagine it. You have to see it for yourself. Yeah. Are there some other places around you that y'all want to travel to, that y'all are able to drive to? All Europe. Yeah. All of Europe. Also, yeah. yeah. We would like to go more south, like yeah. uh, Spain, Spain, Italy. Spain, yeah. France, France, Italy. Yeah. Go to France and uh, meet up with Jordan. We have actually <laughs> talked with Jordan now. We've been we hope- riding with him yeah. uh, to do that uh, and, and visit him. How long of a drive is that down there? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think around 15 hours or so. That's not too bad. No. No, because I, when we went out to Colorado, um, actually, the day that we're recording right now, it was a year ago today that we went out to Colorado, and that was yeah. about a 15-hour drive. So we stopped somewhere overnight, and then we continued the drive the next day. But yeah, so that, 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 would, be, that would be really cool if y'all could go meet I, up with I Jordan. Can, I can look it up. I yeah. don't know where he lives. Does, do does he live around Paris or something? Uh, I'm not sure. No, yeah. I'm not sure. It takes it takes uh, twelve hours to Paris. Yeah, that's not too bad. No, no, I think he he lives a little bit more south, so maybe thirteen or fourteen hours to his place. Yeah, do it, do it. Yeah, we will. We yeah. will. That would man, that would be so cool. A guy so... from uh, from Poland who has a Subaru too. He just got his roof tent. Uh, he asked us to come to Poland. You know, y'all should plan like all the, some of the people that y'all have connected with that do overlanding in Europe. Y'all should plan like a big Europe meetup. You know? Yeah. Maybe we maybe hope. someday we hope we can manage to do that. We yeah. hope too that we can manage to do a Subi fest like in the states. Yeah, just do your own, you know? I mean, exactly. And uh, get just keep plan it out and say, hey, we're going to all meet up. Let's all take time off this week and just 
have a big overland fest of our own and have a lot of fun. Mm. We are actually going to an overland meetup, uh, but not with Subarus. That's all different uh, uh, yeah, cars uh, here in August. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. Yeah, we actually have one in Denmark, um, as an uh, overland meetup. Okay, yeah. And that's a pretty big one. Yeah, that's a actually. pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, last year, there were around, they said, 500 cars. Wow, that's that's really cool. And this is all uh, overland vehicles? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Overland vehicles, uh, yeah, like vans and... Uh, Four by four, yeah, trucks, trucks, yeah, that's, all kind of. Uh, that's really cool. That'll be nice. When is that? Yeah, in yeah. August? Yeah, that's it is. End end August. The okay. last weekend in August, we are going there in from Thursday until Sunday. Okay, that'll be nice. Yeah. So you mentioned Subi Fest here, and so I know we have like a lot of support from Subaru of America, and they put together. You know, we had like Winterfest and then we've got Subifest, which actually Subifest was originally its own event. And then it got kind of uh, sponsored and by Subaru, if I understand correctly from what I from what I heard. But so y'all don't have any y'all don't have the same support from Subaru over there. Correct. And you don't have like Subaru events that are like driven by Subaru or sponsored by Subaru. No, no, not, not at, all. at all. Nothing. They don't do a lot over here, uh, not even with commercials or anything. It's just a car they are selling to people who would want an everyday car. They try to sell it. Yeah, It's very difficult for them. They actually uh, have been uh, closing some uh, stores. Really? Yeah. Mm. They have, I think they have been closing four stores yeah four dealerships do people just not want to buy subarus they cannot sell them they are uh, yeah i think they are not good enough they are a bit expensive yeah a bit uh, expensive and people they they want more yeah and and the gas mileage prices yeah they are going high right now yeah. So people are looking for something with electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's the reason for driving the gas prices up is to try to get people from driving their gas-powered vehicles, but it doesn't seem to be working. It, it's not going to work here. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> people are still getting out and driving yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, But it, it's a bit expensive. Yeah. Now. So. Well, it sounds like you were still able to get out though and explore yeah that's good we have actually been starting a a subaru community here in denmark yeah i remember you've mentioned that before so tell us more about that like how did that start up and how did you start getting people to come to the group is it people that you connected with on instagram or is it people that you just kind of already knew how did you find these people to bring them together um, yeah, the you inspired us over there again. We got inspired by the Subi Fest and the communities, and then we the thought, meetups. yeah, and then we th- thought we could uh, do that here in Denmark too. Why not? There must be some Subarus, and then we found a 
they call it a Subaru Club Denmark uh, on Facebook, but it was all about selling parts. Uh, it was all about some selling some cars between each other. It was not much talk about uh, meeting up or, or anything. It was they like have, that. They have had a few meetups. Yeah, we found out they ago. have had a few meetups years ago and nothing else was happening. So we thought, okay, maybe they need, need new powers uh, and uh, a new vision. Yeah. So uh, we thought, okay, we will take that and uh, we will do something about it. And uh, then we started it like in December last year and uh, we put it on Facebook and we got some, well, yeah, some got uh, into the group and some didn't <laughs> because the other group we posted it in, they were mad about it. Oh yeah, that's, that's not cool. No. So, but okay, we thought, we will manage and uh, just keep on going. So now we are about yeah, a little bit over a hundred members. Wow. That's really yeah, good. But, but they are not active. All of them, only a few active people in there, but it's okay. We're yeah. trying to shake them all the time. Get yeah. active, get active. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think the more that you try to just show people that you know about your lifestyle and about meeting up together as Subarus that hopefully more people will get engaged but you've done a few meetups of your own right yeah yeah we have for us it's very important that it uh, includes all um, all kind of Subarus it all does Subaru yeah it yeah. doesn't have to be only one model um, so that's the important or the main thing here in in the group uh, we wanted to to show them and say okay get out show your car uh, love your car we will help you do that yeah how many people have y'all had meet up uh, we had our first meet up in uh, january and we were only seven cars but it was fun yeah yeah and then we had a meet up in may uh yeah the may 8th of may yeah we had a meetup and we were around, I think it was 23 cars. Wow, that's a that's a really good increase. Yeah, yeah it so. is. It is. And they it seems like they want more. So everybody that came to the meetup were they were excited about it? Yeah, yeah. they were. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So they have uh, some uh, they have cars and coffee around uh, in, in Denmark at several places where some of uh, the Subarus, they make their own meetups, but okay. with other cars. Yeah, not just yeah, Subarus. But, yeah, not just Subarus. That's there are also other cars. Yeah, we have that here too in a lot of different yeah. places because there are Subaru only meetups, and then there are other meetups where, like, I'm actually going to one tonight, and mm. it's called um, Rigs and Tuners. So it's going to be. Yeah. It's, you know, it's tuners. It's like a street cars, you know, the fast cars like the STI and the, you know, uh, WRX. I think it's the same thing they have here uh, not yeah. far away from where we are. Yeah. Like every Thursday. But it's every Thursday evening. It's yeah, not this, when you have to go on work ne next day. Yeah, this one, this one is usually on a Sunday, but this is their first one that they're doing in the evening. But 
the one that they usually do on Sunday is called rigs and churros, and it's it's the same thing. Like even though it's rigs, it's usually it started off with kind of like overland builds, like Toyotas, Lexus, Jeeps, but there's always it's so inclusive because there's always Subarus, and you know sometimes there might be a Toyota Supra or a Corvette or something. So it's like. So even though the rigs and tuners tonight is going to be like it sounds like it's more for streetcars, there's going to be overland Subarus and overland Toyotas and Jeeps and stuff that are going to be there, too, because we're all just meeting up there just to show off our cars and talk and have fun. How many cars are there? Um, I've never really counted, but there's easily over 100, maybe 150-ish, I guess. I'll have to ask the guy. I think there are about two or three hundred cars in uh, okay. at our place. Yeah. Wow! We have uh, that meet up, so but we are not attending because it's on a Thursday, and uh, yeah. yeah, that's not overlanding cars. No, it's most street, street cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, this one that we're going to, it's like everything from overland to streetcars. So it's really cool to see all I these people. I think most of these these cars are streetcars. Yeah. But we hope that we someday can have a soupy fest uh, here in in the north, uh, maybe not in Denmark, but then maybe in Sweden, and we can have some of uh, the Norwegian and uh, Finnish and uh, some other European people to come and join uh, the soupy fest. Yeah. And we hope that we can get uh, like um, uh, Subaru Nordic that's in Sweden uh, to get involved. Has anybody been able to talk to any of the Subaru, like, I guess, uh, manufacturers or dealerships there to try to put something we together? We've been talking to uh, Subaru Denmark. Mm-hmm. Have we been talking to, and a little to Subaru Nordic. So we, we hope to get some. Yeah, we have got some... Um, uh, what do we call it? We have uh, got connected with them. Okay. So, yeah. But we need more connection. It's not that easy uh, to have the time and uh, yeah. then also get them to understand that we want more than just... <laughs> like like you, the Subaru of America does with their ambassador program and everything yeah. that it does. We would like to. Yeah, we want to have that here in in Europe too. That would or in in the northern Nordic countries. That would be awesome. So we would will try, but slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to get it over here if we can, but it's not that easy because we just not have a factory like you have in in the states. Yeah. So. Uh, and we have we have tried to reach out uh, to the factory in the states to get those small, um, yeah, emblems. Uh, yeah, with where yeah the, the first ownership badge. Was. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they will not ship it, so we cannot get any. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we could we think that's a, a great thing to do for the owners. Uh, so uh, that also make owners to love their car. Yeah, I mean, and I think that Subaru USA make makes a lot of things to make the owners love Subaru. 
Yeah, Subaru of America is really, really good about showing us that they care about us and that they want to help us out and that they want to do things for us. So I hope that over there, Subaru Nordic and Subaru Denmark, maybe they can start to see some of those things and maybe be a little more open to it because it really does help bring more community together and more recognition to the brand and people being more proud to own a Subaru. And if they can get more involved, then maybe they won't have to close down some of the factories, you know, or yeah. some of the dealerships. They, they have to show people that, that it's not an, it's not just an only um, everyday car. It's yeah. a car for people who's active. They show that in, in, in mountain they, bike. They show that in the commercials. Yeah, but that, it's, that's it's just not a brochure. That, yeah, but but they show it. They show it also on the sites on um, on Facebook. Yeah, I see that sometimes. But they have to do a little bit more. But I think it's very difficult for them because they don't have uh, like a factory that. Uh, have uh, all that stuff that uh, yeah, the yeah. Subaru of America does. Yeah, they they only um, import uh, the cars from yeah. uh, Japan. You should make your own commercial and send it to Subaru Denmark and say, yeah. "This is what you can do with your Subaru." You know, yeah, <laughs> make your Subaru fun again or something like that. You know, yeah, <laughs> maybe we should try that. Yeah, you never know. You don't have anything to lose. So. so so, we actually have a little bit of contact. And we have uh, beginning to get a little bit of contact with um, uh, Sweden, with their community over there. Just the they, Subaru community? Yeah, they actually they have a big community over there, we found out uh, recently. And uh, they actually invited us over there, but it didn't manage with the weekends. Uh, okay. They had their meetup, so so we will maybe attend next time. Yeah, if it fits in our program. So the, are there like overlanders over there, like that, which are doing in Denmark? It's miscellaneous. They they have overlanders and they have uh, street cars and uh, they are doing races. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, it's tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. They have their meetup, and then they're. They are doing races where you can attend if you have nice. the helmet and uh, everything. But they have more. But they have more overland vehicles and more people getting out in Sweden than you do in Denmark yeah. because you are yeah. pretty much the only ones in Denmark getting out like you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have. No, th- we that- we know one that uh, is doing uh, off roading with his Subaru yeah. over there. That's good. Yeah, because then, I mean, since you've been to Sweden before, then hopefully the next time you are able to get over there and meet up with some more of those people. Because that would be a lot of fun to meet up. Mm. I mean, you are doing your overlanding and off-roading here with other off-road vehicles, but to be able to go and do it with more Subarus, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah, it will. It will. And it will come. And then you can share, if they have Instagram, you know... um, they have Instagram pages. You can share the podcast with them and be like, hey, check out what we did. <laughs> exactly. We do that every time there is a podcast, too. Yeah. So, like, getting out to over to Sweden and Norway, what are some of the most beautiful spots you've been to? Yeah. 
that's a difficult question. It's beautiful everywhere you go in Norway. Yeah. Norway is the most beautiful country, I would say. I've yeah, from the the videos and pictures you've posted, it it looks yeah. like it. When you are sitting in a valley in the evening with a bonfire and uh, the river running through, looking at the mountain with the snow on the top and everything is green around you, it's just beautiful. Yeah, that sounds absolutely horrible. I don't see how you yeah. can stand it. <laughs> Yeah. I I love mountains. Mountains are my favorite thing in in yeah. the world because going out to Colorado and Arizona and seeing the mountains out there and then even in Washington. It, like I've traveled for work and when I wake up in the morning and we have to go out to, you know, a meeting with with uh, our client and I walk out the hotel and I see mountains off in the distance, I'm like uh, that's what I want to do. I don't want to go to this meeting. I want to go out into the mountains. And yeah. it's just because it's so flat here where I live. And so I go see these mountains and it's just like absolutely beautiful to me. Like I could just sit there and just stare at the mountains all day and just mm. be content and happy, you know. They have, uh, yeah, farther, further north in, the, in Sweden, they have mountains. Uh, but they have a lot of, yeah. They also have a small mountains in the south, but it's more like stone in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of, of stones, big stones. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Not really mountains. Not really mountains in, in, in the matter of fact. It's uh, like, it's, it's very different from Norway because in Sweden, there is a lot of uh, forest. Uh, a lot of trees, green trees, and uh, gravel, roads. gravel roads. And in Norway, there is not that much gravel roads, but there is a lot of mountains. Yeah, is it yeah. dirt trails? Or... Uh, in in Sweden, no. No, in Norway, is it? You said there's not a lot of gravel roads. Is it paved no, roads? No, dirt trails. It's uh, it's paved uh, pavement. Yeah. Okay. They have pavement pavement everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Even the small yeah, roads. Like, like pavement. What do you call it? Not pavement. Uh, asphalt. Asphalt. Yeah. asphalt. Okay. So, but are there are there like dirt trails to get off to also, or is it just? I think there is is some some dirt trails, but we haven't tried them yet. Okay. Some smaller ones. Yeah, but I guess they, it doesn't we matter. Have a, we have like a route, and uh, it's going. Uh, through Sweden and Finland and Norway, they call it uh, T A Trans Europe Trail. Yeah, Trans Europe Trails. Usually, it's for um, motorcycles, but a lot of four by four vehicles drive it too. Okay. Because uh, yeah, uh, because it, there is a lot of dirt roads and uh, there is a water pass, uh, uh, water passing. Um, those to, are fun yeah. yeah so there there is it's it's a lot of fun to drive it. we have tried it to drive a little bit of it yeah. in sweden yeah what kind of wildlife do you see when you get out into the forest everything that it, moves everything that moves <laughs> <laughs> have you have you come across anything frightening um yeah. yeah, a little bit we could say, yeah, 
once we walked into a bear's eating chamber. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, we thought it was. Uh, uh, Mona wanted to take a picture, but uh, she we couldn't get down to where she wanted to take the picture. She had to drive down a little uh, gravel road. And then she says, oh, stop here. I can walk through the forest and go down and take the picture. Oh, fine. There were only 100 meters. I stopped the car and Mona drops out and she walks right into the forest and everywhere around her. There were skeletons. There were skeletons and fur from moose and uh, reindeer. reindeers, uh, both new and old. Oh. And then I found bear poop. Oh, no. So, so my heart was... Thomas, <laughs> he was asking, should we stay here for the night? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see a bear too, or just no? No, no. Okay. not that time. But we have seen bears. Yeah, in but Finland from a height. Okay, but nothing too close. No. Ah, oh, we could scratch them. On yeah, the back. we could scratch them on the back from the heights. Mm. If we wanted, we could just just reach our hand out from the window and scratch them on the back. Wow, they've been that close, huh? Yeah, they have. Hmm. Seen uh, wolves, wolves and wolverines from the heights, and moose. Yes, moose. We have seen too. Musk ox. Yeah, musk ox. I think was the most. It could be the most frightened animal if you are. uh, If you if you don't know the rules. To get them to get near. What kind of like what kind of animal is that? A musk ox. It's like a, a cow, but they are actually in like a uh, buffalo. Yeah, oh. yeah, but they are actually in family with goats. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting because I thought they were in family with the cows, but they are not. Hmm. Yeah. They, they are related to goats. Okay. But they, it's a very, very strong animal that lives um, where it's cold yeah. in the mountains. So they have a big area in uh, Norway where they live, and you have to take a, a very long hike to find them. Yeah. Usually, some uh, they require a, a guide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but we did it by ourselves. Took a four-hour hike out uh, in the mountains and then we found one yeah and we actually followed it for one and a half hour now did y'all always enjoy going outdoors and doing things even before you met or was that something that you started to do together as a couple i did it before we met yeah i hadn't done it before and how were how was it for you, like starting to get out the first time? Oh, it's it's cool. I, I've I've always liked it. When I was a kid, I was fishing and taking a hike in the woods, but nothing like sleeping in the wood or no something like that. I've never done that. Yeah. So you were open to it and excited about it, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. And y'all, are y'all both from Denmark, or did y'all grow up in Denmark? Yeah, we did. And do y'all have, so like, you know, for the U.S., we have people from all over the world that live in the U.S. In Denmark and 
other European countries like that, do y'all have people from all over the world too? Or is it mostly like people that live in Denmark were born and grew up in Denmark? Well, we have people from everywhere. Yeah, from everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And then do a lot of people speak English over there as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you're English. In in school from the fifth fifth grade, I think. Or is it the fourth grade already? We are not that good at English, but. You are very good at English. I was just because I was just about to compliment you on your English. I know there are some words that it's hard to think of what the word is that you want to say in English, but y'all do really great. With my ex-husband, we actually had uh, uh, some from uh, uh, the, the United States, uh, some young people from uh, it, it called it's called people to people. Okay. Yeah, they were for about a week. So if you, yeah, I learned if you talk English a whole week, your jaw is hurting <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because we, we talked English all the day when they were with us. That's good. Yeah. Now y'all do just fine. Thank you. <laughs> so y'all, you want to come over to the U.S. at some point, right? Yeah. And where would y'all want to go visit? <sighs> yeah, that's a big question. Because I know, you, yeah, because I know you've connected <laughs> with people. Uh, we hope that people uh, will be. I think we will do it like that. That we will try to reach out to some of the people over there uh, through Instagram and some of the Subaru owners. And maybe try to stay at their house some way um, so we can get the culture, uh, all the culture more Mm -hmm. instead of uh, going to a hotel. Because we are not hotel people at all. (laughs) Yeah, It's not not our way to... uh, We have tried it, but uh, we are not uh, very good to stay in a hotel. No. Do y'all have Airbnb over there? Yeah. Okay. We do. Yeah. But we think it could be fun to stay with uh, with some families and learn how they live. Yeah. See how they live. Yeah. I think it's more fun uh, to, to do it that way if it's possible. I'm sure it is. I'm sure there are some people that would, you know, have the extra space to do that. Yeah. You, you have some pretty amazing places over there, too. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about going visit your place mm-hmm. to say hello to you. And then we were talking about going to Arizona yeah, and drive a little bit around in the north of Arizona mm-hmm. uh, in those areas. And then we have talked about California yeah. to, uh, yeah, exactly to attend a Superfest in California. Maybe we have also talked about just renting a car uh, with a roof tent. And just drive around or something. Yeah. So, so we will see. And maybe we'll do it next year, in the end of the year or something. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely yeah. have to plan something out for when y'all come over yeah. here. If, if everything works out. Yeah, if everything works out with the jobs and money and, and so on. Yeah, it's not easy to travel, especially overseas. No, no. It's not that expensive. 
the the flying ticket, but uh, everything else is expensive. It's it's very expensive to uh, um, to rent a car with a with a rooftop tent, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, sure. I'm sure you can figure something out. Yeah, yeah, maybe. of course. Yeah, and i you know, I mean, the the Subaru community is very welcoming. So whether you're from Denmark or from just across the U.S., you know, it's going to be the same. Yeah. We thought it would be fun to actually visit the Subaru uh, America, if it was possible, um, just to get in contact and see how it is. And then a Subi, yeah, attend a Subifest. Also to get the inspiration to make a Subifest here in Denmark or in Sweden or wherever it, it should be. Yeah, Wicked Big Meat and Boxer Fest, I think, are the ones that are closest to Subaru of America. So mm-hmm. um, that might be something good to plan out if you can yeah, hopefully yeah. make that happen. What is your favorite thing about owning your Forester? It takes us... Freedom. Yeah, freedom. Yeah. Yeah. We can go everywhere we want. Yeah, and it seems like there's probably not any places that you can't get to, huh? No. No, there isn't. Other than literally driving up the side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we try we try to get out where it's possible, also where it's not possible. Yeah, watching Jordan. <laughs> like, yeah. let's try that. <laughs> the most people here uh, with four by fours, they say that uh, they take their hats off because we don't think about uh, our car; it gets some scratches or anything. We just drive. Yeah. And uh, we look at each other, Thomas and I, and and then we say to each other, "Okay, the car is a car." And uh, we bought it to use it. Do y'all so have? Yeah. Do y'all have some scratches on it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but every scratch has its history. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you have to look at it. Well, and then if you if your car gets a little ding or it gets a little dent or scratch or something but it's because you are out using it and having a good time. Exactly. Then it's cause like, you know, the, you know, the little strip that runs underneath, I forgot what it's kind of like, a. it's underneath the, the door. When you open the door, there's like that strip that runs underneath. Mine is kind of bent and coming off just a little bit from when I was out in Colorado trying to get unstuck. And I, you know, it like came loose a little bit. And I just, I was able to pop it back in, but it's not fully flush anymore, but it doesn't really bother me because I was out having fun. Our decals on the side, they, they, they take a a little bit of the scratches. Oh, that's good. Hear hear brands saying like, (laughs) (laughs) when you drive through the forest, then uh, yeah. Yeah. You scratch yourself in the hair and says, okay. That that was an experience, and that was not. That was just another history. Yeah, yeah. As long as it can still drive and get you places, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. That's and good. We have, yeah, it has just been to a, a service, and everything was okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what was what is your favorite thing about being part of the Subaru community? 
uh, they are everyone is so nice and uh, inspiring and happy yeah, and in- inspirational um helpful fun yeah. and uh, yeah to get out to the world to other people yeah yeah and it's i mean it's really nice to be able to be able to use Instagram to get connected with the rest of the Subaru yeah. community all over the world. And it's, you know, for me doing the podcast, it's fun to be able to get international guests on because I never would have thought of that before. You know, that wasn't something that I had planned to do. It wasn't something I was thinking about. So having Jordan on and then Miter and then now you, you know, it's really cool to start spreading out a little bit more across the globe. I think you have downloads all over the world. I do. Yeah. I actually, when I go into uh, Buzzsprout and I can click on locations and it shows, it breaks it down by continent, then it breaks it down by country, and then it breaks it down by city. So I can see like where the downloads are coming from. So it's pretty oh, cool. Mm, I hope you'll have some from Denmark because we have tried to spread the word. Let's see. I can check right now. So far, there's 1,162 just in in Europe. But let's see, in Denmark, 158. That's not bad. Uh Ah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Is that all? Yeah, that's total. Total, okay. Yeah, so 158 downloads. So I don't know if that just, if that includes, because do you listen to the news segment also on Wednesday? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean... I'm sure there's more than just you. (laughs) We have to spread some more. Yeah. I mean, if there's other, there's other Subaru owners there, so. We must learn them to, to uh, listen. Yeah. Maybe once they've seen that you were on, you know, maybe they'll listen to some of the other ones. Cause I mean, that's kind of like what the hope is, is that, cause I know some people may see that there's somebody that they're following on the podcast and maybe sometimes people just listen to that one episode, but the hope is that people will listen to that one episode and enjoy it and then want to listen to the other ones. Mm. So I think uh, even even though we just mostly do overlanding, I think uh, the episodes with the streetcars, they are exciting too. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I hope too. Like I want, I I hope that with every episode, people enjoy it, no matter who the guest is or what they drive, yeah. you know. So, well, thank you. I didn't have any other questions. I mean, are there some things that y'all had thought about that you want to share about yourselves or about what you're doing that I didn't ask you? No, I don't think so. I think we got around it all. So here's one question um, from Ron Crosstrek Sport oh. 2021 Subi fan. He asks, what do you think of the Skoda SUVs and how do they compare to Subaru? Well, I, I haven't tried it. Uh, I know Skoda is it's more popular. Um, it's a bit more expensive and uh, the ground clearance is a bit smaller. Oh, yeah. You have their all-wheel drive. Okay. So yeah, that's actually what I know about it. But you don't know anybody that owns one? No. Okay. But I know uh, they're, they're popular. Yeah. But not, not with overlanding. Okay. Yeah. Most, most people, they have um, uh, Defenders and uh, Land yeah. Rovers and Land Cruisers. 
uh, Toyota. Yeah. Um, some of them and uh, some have uh, Suzuki too. Yeah. Yeah. That that was is what most overlanders do have uh, for for their car. And there's is there a pretty heavy presence in overlanding with uh, with all those? Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the yeah the past two years where Corona has uh, broken <laughs> out here a lot. There there has uh, been a lot of overlanders. Uh, New overlanders. Yeah. A lot of people, they buy roof tents like, like they buy uh, some a summer house or a camping wagon. Yeah, more exciting to get out that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But a lot of them sells it after a season. Oh, yeah. It's not them because it's, it's too simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's good that y'all get to enjoy it and that y'all really love getting out like that. Yeah, we do. We do. It's fun so seeing most, your pictures. Mostly here, here is is the women that stops the men from overlanding. <laughs> they don't go with them, huh? Like no. you. <laughs> they don't. We well, are a very special and unique couple then. Mm, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe yeah. we are living in the wrong country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think you, but you've got a lot of space uh, around you to go explore. So that's good. Yeah. Actually, it's not allowed in Denmark to uh, go overland. Really? Mm. Wow. So that's why that guy bought some property. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So they, they say, come overland at our place. And then we do that. Uh, there are some spaces where you can some spots where you can do it, but most places it's not allowed. It's not allowed to free camp in Denmark. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, allowed in uh, Norway. And actually it's not, yeah, it's allowed in Sweden. They don't see it like you can't do it, but the law is made for those who have a tent on the ground. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can't just go park somewhere and open your rooftop tent. Exactly. Yeah. But no one says anything, so <laughs> you, just, you just do it by the rules they have for the ordinary tents. Yeah. That's good, though, that you are still able to get out and do that. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think in France, you can free camp, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. When you go down and visit Jordan, that'd be easy yeah. for you. That's yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I know it took us a while to get here, but it was worth it, I think. It was worth it. We hope it we hope we hope it was worth it for you too. Of course. Yeah. No, it was really nice getting to connect with you in the first place, which I don't even know how we got connected originally. But uh, I think through Jordan. Okay. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw his podcasts on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And then I found you on Instagram, and then I think I wrote to you. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's all how it developed. 
Yeah. And it's so cool how you get connected with different people like that. You just see somebody's posts, you know, about somebody else or, you know, sometimes somebody goes out with another group of people and you see the different people that they're going out with. So then you start connecting with those people too. And it's just, it's cool how it just continues to spread and see people get more followers and following more people and just get the whole Subaru world connected. And, and like you say, um, if you write to someone, they will almost every time answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we, have, we have been written to some of, of, of the people from, from the Instagram uh, about different things uh, they made to the car. And so, and they have always been very nice to answers. Yeah. And that's one of the best things about it too, is you don't, write to somebody asking a question and they are rude to you or don't answer back, you know. And there has also been people over there has, who says that if you come, we will take you out to a drive. Yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you both a lot. And uh, I was glad to have you on. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's fun chatting in Discord too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we have time for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do yeah. not have that much time. You are always on Discord when we are going to sleep. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people that are on there too, and I'm not able yeah. to be on there, but it's nice so, to have it. it. It's it's not easy to follow up on all what you write in the Discord because, uh, yeah. But the Discord is growing too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been fun. Yeah, yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. It's all growing. You don't have time for anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. We all have a good afternoon and a good evening. Yeah, yeah. you too. You, you have a nice day. I will, yeah. Thank you. It's Mine's just getting started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. we are about to, yeah, it's evening, so we have to get our dinner done. Yeah. All right. Well, you all have a good evening, and we'll talk to you all later. Yeah, you too. All right. Thank you. We see you. Okay. I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Mona and Thomas. I really enjoyed talking to them, and it was really, really cool to have another international guest. So if you are not doing so, go ahead and give them a follow on Instagram. It's G-R-U-N-D-S-O-E and then Explorer. So I originally, when I was connected with them, they were talking, or I was talking to Mona, and she was saying that they didn't have a big Subaru community over there, but I know how amazing the Subaru community is over here. And so I shared them in my stories and then I started to see a lot of people that are that I'm following that are following me start to follow them and it really, really helped them feel like they were a part of something bigger and you know, being over there in Denmark. So thank you all so much for everybody that started following them and showing them some Subi love. So Thank you all again for listening to the episode. Thanks for showing up every week. And we will see you on Wednesday for the Subi Scoop. And of course, more episodes to come. So have a great week, everybody.